0: Good morning, Prokoptan. Just a reminder to you that this week's episodes are shorter than usual because we are on vacation. We are wrapping up book number four, and we will be back to the newly normal weekly calendar of content beginning on February 6th. As a concession to free listeners, I have reduced ad spots in the show to one at the start and end of the episode. Before we start today, I want to tell you about an event that myself and Kai Whiting and Santara Gonzalez from Wisdom Unlocked have been working really hard to bring together. The event is a half-day talk on February the 12th, and it is entitled Justice in the Cosmopolis, Stoicism in Prison. The event has a panel of speakers with such names as Professor William Stevens of Creighton University, Professor Christopher Gill of the University of Exeter, Dr. Will Johncock from the University of New South Wales, Chris Fisher from the College of Stoic Philosophers, myself and Eric DeMott as well, and some other names that you no doubt know. The purpose of this event is to help Wisdom Unlocked bring their Stoic training program into the largest women's prison in California. The prison has invited them in, but they have to cover the costs of creating the program themselves. They're a non so this is a fundraiser. We are hopeful that between the audience members of this podcast and others that we're reaching out to to make this event known, that we will easily hit and hopefully exceed that goal. Tickets are available through donation only, and the minimum donation amount is just $2. Now, I want you to attend this. And if all you can afford to donate is $2, then so be it. But my hope is that you will be able to afford to give more to this very appropriate cause, and that you will. You can learn more by going to as.wisdomunlocked.org or clicking the link in the description of this episode. It's right at the top. Today we are discussing meditation number 49, which reads as follows. Be like the promontory against which the waves continually break, but it stands firm and tames the fury of the water around it. Oh boy, a reprieve from the endless discussion about death from Marcus. Let's make the most of it, huh? This meditation may seem a little bit like a facade of masculinity. You've got to be tough and stand strong no matter what, but let's examine it and see what we find. Have you ever been standing in the water? A big wave comes along and you can't stand up to it. And so it knocks you back. I have vivid memories of this in my childhood, as I grew up in New Hampshire, practically a landlocked state, and I did not learn to swim until I was in fourth grade. So my relationship with water was tenuous for a longer time than most, and any trip to the shore that my family and I ever made, or even to the lake, was fraught with a little bit of terror. I was scared of water, and I thought I would drown if I was in too much of it. And as I was writing this episode... A memory entered my head, or rather, I guess it escaped my head or it came to mind. I guess it was in there the whole time. But the event this memory brought to mind was an incredibly traumatizing one for me for a time, maybe even for years after it happened, maybe even until today. Let's see. My father owned an environmental cleanup agency. It was inspired by the Exxon Valdez spill that happened in the spring of 89, which, by the way, was a terrible event, and you should look it up if you want to learn about it. And there were weeks where he wouldn't come home. He'd be up there in Maine, and we lived in New Hampshire, as I said before, and he'd just be up there working away. Sometimes we'd go up there and we'd spend the weekend in the office with him. And in the office, there was no bathtub. There was only a shower. Now, I was terrified of having my head underwater, obviously, as I couldn't swim. And therefore, as a young boy who was at the time likely only eight or so, I preferred baths to showers. I was legitimately afraid of showers because I thought I would drown. As silly as that sounds, I was a child. I thought I would certainly drown in whatever water was coming out of a showerhead. Of course, my father, knowing that I had to bathe somehow, had no choice as a parent than to make sure that I did. And as it turns out, he was willing to force me to take a shower. I don't necessarily blame him for this. I mean, he was a parent. I had to get clean. All there was was a shower, and so a shower is what it was going to be. But I remember screaming and crying and pitching just an absolute fit and being genuinely scared for my little eight-year-old life, certain that I was going to choke on the water falling down from the showerhead and drown for many, 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 many years after this, well into my 20s, though I, of course, showered regularly after this event, right? I did continue to shower. I wasn't a stinky kid or anything, but I would find myself constantly annoyed to the point of illogical rage. If I were caught in the rain without a hat or an umbrella because the water drip, drip, dripping on my head would make me feel like I felt that day. Not to the same degree, of course, but it would bring that day to memory and it would stress me out immensely. It would make me angry. If I was in the rain without a hat or an umbrella, man, I would lose my cool. And I think it's because it reminded me of my lack of control. And I hated feeling unable to control what was happening to me. And I interpret that this meditation is trying to make a point something like what I'm talking about. The crashing waves of life are no doubt painful. They no doubt work to erode us. Their salt breaking down our construction, our constitution, maybe, working to make us jagged and withered and tired. And it is difficult to stand up to sometimes. But if you don't stand up to it, what happens? Those waves, that raging torrent that is the river or tide of time, is going to beat you endlessly in the face until you die. And if you're not going to stand up to it, you're going to be lying down for it. And just as I couldn't do anything about the fact that it was going to be raining sometimes and it was going to be dripping on my head when I wasn't wearing a hat or didn't have an umbrella, you can't really do anything to prevent the fact that these waves are going to be bashing against you constantly throughout your entire life. You can do nothing save choose to rise And meet this challenge, this endless gauntlet of challenges. Or if you cannot do this, like I said, you can choose to lay down and let it push you around, let its undertow pull you out to sea, let it drown you, and then blame it for being what it is an ocean, a tide, a rough sea. And does that make any sense? To blame what it is for being what it is, to pity yourself as some sort of unwilling participant. It doesn't make sense that I would get mad in the rain. It was going to rain sometimes. And I could choose to blame it on the trauma of my childhood, which was certainly accurate. It was due to that trauma from my childhood that I didn't like to be in the rain without a hat. The trauma was real. But was I going to let the fact that the trauma was real turn me into a nut job when it was raining? Was I going to allow my past to define my present or my future, at least entirely? No, I chose to stand up to that. And I will admit to you with no shame that when I'm in the rain without a hat or an umbrella today, I still remember that moment. But I don't get mad anymore because I've reframed how ridiculous it is to be mad that it's raining, to be mad that a natural process is happening out there in the world and there is rain on my head. I have gained mastery over the trauma. Doesn't mean the trauma's gone. I'm not suggesting your trauma vanishes just because you learn how to cope with it or learn how to overcome it. It's still there. Those things still happened. Those things are still in your mind and your memory. But life happens, and it happens until death happens. And if you give in to the ravages of life every time they are beating you in the face, you will find yourself living a mostly horizontal life, defeated, laying on the ground instead of standing up, being brave on your own terms, living as you can in spite of what you might be encouraged to do by this never-ending tidal drubbing. So, rise to meet life, your fate, the way the world is going to be, or lay down and drown. It's up to you. But is this a really difficult choice? <laughs> Hey, thank you for listening to today's episode of Practical Stoicism. As I said in the episode, we're on a break and we will be back on February 6th. In the meantime, I'd like to invite you into our Discord community so that we can get to know you and so that you can get to know us and other listeners. You can find it at stoicismpod.com forward slash discord. It is 100% free to join and we would love to have you. Until next time, take care.